It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. And a happy Friday to you. To you as well. Oh, you don't sound very happy Friday. And a happy Friday to you. You nervous about the Raptors game? I'm so nervous. Okay, there's two reasons I'm nervous. Number one, obviously, want them to win. They are so good under pressure, but so is Boston. So that makes me nervous, and I'm willing to admit, tough competition. Number two, I'm nervous because I'm like, will I be able to make it? Uh, And I mean, stay up long enough. But the adrenaline gets pumping once I start watching those games, so I have no doubt about it. I'll be able to last the whole game. (laughs) I'm excited about it, though. Good. I really want to win this one. I'd like. I, I think I said this yesterday. We uh, we shape up really well against Miami. I think Boston's going to be the harder series, and I think if we can win this one tonight, we're on our way to the NBA championship. Yeah. Now, who would who we would play in the NBA championship? That's still hard to say, but it actually looks like it's probably going to be LeBron and the Lakers. I don't want to think that far ahead. Let's just focus on tonight and Fine. hope for the best. Uh, oh, last night they had fans in the stands as the NFL season kicked off. Yeah, that's different, eh? I mean, way less than they usually do, but uh, at least they had some fans there. That's good. 17,000, I heard. Yeah. Uh, what was particularly weird about it is, and, and maybe this is just a sign of the shape that America is in right now. When they did the moment of silence for Black Lives Matter, you could hear booing. Really? You could hear booing out of the crowd. During the Black Lives Matter moment of silence. Wow. Uh, there was also some players that took a knee during the anthem. Sure. Uh, that was sort of to be expected. Yep. Uh, uh, America's weird, man. <laughs> it really, really it's is. It's so divided and so, I mean, it's so messed up right now. It's really, it's really a sad country right now when you look at everything as a whole. And I know we have a fair amount of American listeners. And, and a lot of which that I talk to, if I'm, if I'm doing uh, like work with Americans, they're just like, please, I wish I was there. I wish I was in Canada. And look, we're not perfect either by any means, but... They're they're dealing with a lot of shit. It's one thing after the other there. Well, listen, no matter how you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement, it's not something you boo. It's not something that you sports style stand up with your hands in the air and do a boo like the way you would if they introduced uh, Roger Goodell again or when they do Gary Bettman at the Stanley Cup presentation. (laughs) I don't know why you would boo a movement like that. Just sit there. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to participate. You just have to be quiet while they're doing their moment of silence. And to actually intentionally boo it, uh, I thought that was a a weird take. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to talk about the divorce story that has a lot of people angry, many, many people confused, and people are are upset about it and and rightfully so so we'll talk about divorce coming up on after nine there's some hot takes on facebook that i'm going to read to you and much much more first off let's talk about dating two-thirds of single people since the pandemic began have been so disappointed with what they've found on dating sites that they've actually lowered their standards a little bit Mm. Good. You said it this morning on our radio show. There was a lot of people that needed to lower their standards a little bit because they were just waiting around for something that wasn't coming. Yeah, I I don't understand that, that that people aren't open to uh, a perfectly good catch because of something tiny. Right. And for for a lot of people, there's a lot of small things that they'll be like, oh, and I'm just talking from a female perspective, because that's most of my friends that are single will will complain are female. 
and they'll be like, oh, he was he was all right, but like he's not really. I don't know. I don't think he makes that much money. I'm not sure. You know, it's always very shallow things I find, and that's the problem. That's the problem to me because are you looking to find a mate or are you looking for someone? To, what are you looking for here? What's your main objective? Are you looking for love? Because it doesn't really sound like you are. It sounds like you're too honed in on all the other things. But don't get me wrong. It goes to extreme on the other side. Yeah, you. it's not like you can be like, oh, you know, he's great, but he's got a criminal record, but I'll still let it happen. Like, no, that's a, that's a big but. That's a big but. But we're just talking about everyday standards, and I'm sure it's the main things, right? What he does for a living, and I'm just using, again, I'm just going to say he because I'm talking for my female friends. What he does for a living, maybe what he looks like. Maybe, you know, um, his family, I don't know, his family or his backstory is causing you to have second guesses. Look, man, if you're in it for love, give it a shot. And yeah, lowering the standards sounds like a horrible thing to say, a horrible way to put it. But I guess it is true. I mean, you got to take it down a notch. And also, this is 2020. We got to lower our standards on pretty much everything right now. Okay? It doesn't matter if you're talking about relationships, if you're talking about how much you're going to make that year, if you're talking about anything. Just drop those standards. Let me, uh, you address that from a female perspective. Let me do it from a guy perspective, which also involves females. There's a lot of guys out there that are not up to the standard because there's so many girls waiting for this perfect thing to come along that they're completely overlooking what's right there staring them in the face which is a perfectly great guy and you know what maybe that perfectly great guy is only five eight and you want somebody six feet right great example yeah maybe that that otherwise great guy uh only makes a minimum wage And you want to be well-kept. You can lower your standards. I I agree with you. Standard lowering isn't necessarily the right term for it. But, you know, if you would just get over a couple of little hang-ups, the perfect person could be right there waiting. And more often than not, it's a guy who is completely head over heels in love but never gets the time of day because of something either – in his control or in a lot of cases out of his control, like his height, like his uh, uh, whatever. There's a lot of people who are perfect and they are so into you and they would be a great partner for you, but they've got kids from a previous relationship and you never pictured yourself dating someone with kids. Right. That sort of thing. And I mean, fuck, just get over it. Give them a chance because you never know the greatest thing to ever happen to you may be right there waiting, but you got to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that'll happen when people take a step back and say, all right, perfect isn't going to happen. I am going to lower my standards, quote unquote. And that leads to great things sometimes. So uh, yeah. don't put yourself in a shitty situation. But a lot of those situations that you didn't envision as your ideal are not necessarily shitty situations. It's just not what you thought right. it would be. And there's a nice in-between I should mention, too, because when we talked about this on the radio show, someone texted and said, I dropped my standards and I ended up wasting a year of my life, so I'm not sure what to do at this point. And I do feel for those people that really are trying to find love. That's what they want. And again, but there's a middle ground. Of course, that doesn't mean that you go for that ex-con over there with a, you know, who only makes his living in a shady way and, you know, and this and that and that and looks like a piece of shit and drives a piece of shit car. We're not talking about that. We're saying there's, like you called them, hangups. That's exactly what they are. They're little hangups. The way he dresses or the way, you know, or the whatever, what she does for a living doesn't really match what you thought your future wife would do for a living. Whatever. Mm -hmm. 
those really are it's small fish at the end of the day when you think about a real relationship and having it function. You want to get real trivial. I mean, shit. There's people out there that are, are writing off some guy because he does construction. You always pictured yourself with some successful Bay Street lawyer or yeah. a doctor. Yeah. You're writing off the guy who does construction. That guy would be perfect for you. Yeah. Would treat you the way you deserve to be treated. But you write him off because of what he does for a living. Right. Or, yeah, oh, I never thought I'd be introducing my boyfriend as a plumber. Why the fuck not? Give him a chance. You never know. So anyway, for what it's worth, big advocate for at least considering the alternatives. Don't be so hung up on the ideal that you thought was coming. Uh, Let's get to a couple other things here. Apparently, meth use is up 20% since the pandemic began. What is (laughs) meth Crystal meth. 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 M-E-T-H. Yeah. I thought you said it. I just hoped you didn't say it. Yeah. I. How bad did it get for you to say, all right, this is the time. I'm going to try crystal meth. You know, I've, tried I've seen enough commercials on TV. I'm going to try it. You think that people would spend less money. Meth seems like it would be expensive, no? Or is it cheap? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't even know a guy who sells weed, let alone crystal meth. Like, how do you... I don't know. It must be somebody else that introduces you to it because I, I, I can't imagine anybody just woke up this morning and said... Yeah, that meth seems okay. I think I'm going to go get on that. That'll be a good Last idea. night, I smoked a little dope. The night before, I had a little drink. Let's move to meth, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Christmas is going to be tasting a little different. First off, Fireball is releasing a line of eggnog this year. Cinnamon-flavored, but alcohol-free. Now, they say you probably should add a shot of Fireball to it in the same way that most people will add rum to their eggnog. But this is specifically for Fireball. And I'm here for it. Cinnamon eggnog is fantastic. Typically, I go for nutmeg, but cinnamon would be just fine, too. I think this is a great idea. It's going to be sold exclusively at Walmart for $2.98 a carton. Are you interested? No. What? You, said, no? you say Fireball, I'm out. I've had a couple of really bad experiences with Fireball, and I'm sure it's not. I mean, like you said, you got to mix it with the actual alcohol to give it that kick, that sting of Fireball. But no, eggnog's not really my thing anyway. Uh, uh, no, I, I not doesn't interest me, but I know people who would go head over heels for this shit. Really? You can't drink Fireball because I've you puked. A bad, a bad experience. A bad, and it was at a family party. Not even my family. It was my husband's family before we were married. Oh. It was a bad scene. That his dad. I'm going to blame his dad right now. My father-in-law, <laughs> because he doesn't drink, which is the best part about this. But somehow convinced me and a bunch of other people that we should definitely have Fireball because it smells good. He doesn't drink, so he didn't want it. But he's like, this smells great. You got to have it. And I just kept wanting to impress my possible future father-in-law. And, and I did that. And then the next morning, not so impressive. Not so impressive. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm considering writing a Google review on the virtues of dating an Italian person. Listen, if you are uh, just a regular run-of-the-mill caker like myself and you are not dating an Italian, you need to. Because you need to have an Italian nona or an Italian mother-in-law in your life that can do the Malocchio thing. I had a headache that was so bad yesterday I couldn't sleep. Boom. She pulls out the oil and whatever shit it is they do with that Malocchio stuff. And boom, my headache was gone. I used to be very skeptical about that sort of shit. And I guess in a way I still am. But this is the third time remotely she has gotten rid of my headache for me. So, I mean, yeah, we got to keep our in-laws close and make them happy. And hey, if they can get you real drunk on Fireball or cure a a headache. Wait a minute. Hang on. 
What? Did you say that your so your girlfriend's mom? Do you just call her girlfriend's mom? Girlfriend's mom. Okay. So the GFM. So so <laughs> great. So GFM hops on a call with you. You have no. A, she didn't even talk to me. She did. I I I'm gonna call bullshit on this. What do you no. mean? So Cat- hang on a second. So you had a headache. Go back here because this is too fucked up. So and I and I am a manja kick. So I know that I have a many Italian friends that I've never heard of this before. So you have a headache all day. You, and it was bad. She, it was a real bad. She headache. fucking knew when she called for the headache angels to clear you of your headache and it happened. Explain how this how this went down. I'm very confused. As far as I understand it, and I admit I don't fully understand it, but Italians know that there's this thing called the malocchio. It's the evil eye curse. When someone is uh, thinking badly about you or they're jealous of you, all the negative things that you could think about somebody, that can spawn a headache in the person who's being thought of badly. So there's a thing that typically it's one person in a family, the matriarch maybe, who knows how to do this thing. And I don't know how they do it. It involves like oil and water and they say a little prayer or something, but they don't need to be near you. They just need to be thinking about you. And in her thinking about me, she has now three times remotely cured my headache. And I thought, you know, when my girlfriend suggested it, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you got a headache. Let me call my mom. And I'm like, the fuck out of here. Get me some Advil. Nope. It worked. It worked. Three times my headache went away. And I didn't even realize it until like an hour later when I thought, shit, my head stopped hurting. Are you sure it's not a bit of a placebo effect here where you think that someone's about to cure you and then all of a sudden the pain goes away? Cat, you know, if if I thought it was, it might not work anymore. So I'm choosing to believe okay. because I need this resource in my life. I can't have a headache when I've got to go on and do uh, the high flying FM morning show that we do. <laughs> I can't have that. The fact that I can fire off a text message to my girlfriend who then fires off a text message to her mom who will literally drop what she's doing when a member of the family or me just dating a member of the family has a headache and cure it. It's great. It works. I don't know what it is. And I know there's people right now that are thinking that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's uh, it's bullshit. And are you sure you're not just trying to suck up to the GFM and say it worked? I swear it might be all in your head, but that's me. I'm very, you know me, I'm skeptic. I'm very skeptic about shit like that. So, uh, okay, you know what? If I ever have a bad headache, would that work for me? Could I call up your girlfriend's mom? She actually listens every morning. So while I I know you don't know her, she knows of you. She may be able to send it your way. I don't know if it works like an email through heaven or what, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) that it might help. Okay, look. I, I'm not going to, I, I'm happy that it worked for you. That's for sure. But this is like a new concept to me. So I just need to take a moment to like, let this sink in. So we'll get back to that in another podcast because I'm, I'm curious if this continues to happen a and B, if it does continue to happen, maybe you also suffer from migraines and you don't realize it. Oh, cat, this headache was raging yeah. yesterday. And it's bad this time of year. It's very bad this time of year with the a lot more overcast as, as you head into fall and also in the springtime. That's and even in the mid midsummer with the humidity. It's very bad this time of year. Uh, a couple quick things here before we get to the divorce. Uh, her name is Corey Sidaway. She is a news anchor at Czech, C-H-E-K, news in Victoria, British Columbia. Huh, okay. Yeah, no, I know them. She went on Twitter. What do you do? They're imaging or something? Yeah, I do. Actually, I do some commercials for them. Yeah, I I had no idea this was from that story. Go. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. She um, went on Twitter 
to show off an email she got from a viewer that asked her. This is a complete stranger that reached out to her via email, had to go to all the trouble of tracking down her email address on the the station website and then sent her an email telling her she needs to dress more appropriately on air because she was showing off too much cleavage during the news. So she responded to it, and it's become a, a pretty popular topic. Unfortunately, this happens quite often with women working in the public eye. Mm -hmm. But this was one of the worst. To the nameless keyboard warrior who tried to reduce women in media, in politics, in whatever workplace, in public or at home, into an outfit or a body part, just a warning. This generation of women doesn't stand for harassment of any kind. She revealed the email was sent with two attachments. The first one was a photo of Corey during a news segment where she wore a white V-neck blouse with a colorful necklace. The second showed a woman's cleavage in a much more revealing garment, with the sender suggesting the audience at home perceived Corey's look that way. That person <laughs> no, says... No, that was you, loser. Oh, totally. Breaking news. Too much cleavage can break your news story. Don't let it happen to you. Attached are two photos, what you think we see and what we actually see. Dress appropriately. It was hard work to get there. Thanks, Vancouver Island Cleavage Patrol. Jesus. You fucking loser. Yeah, come. You loser. Listen, people that think they've got the right to reach out to a complete stranger and it's always a woman and it's not right. You fuckers that think you've got the right to reach out to a woman that you saw on television, whether it's the news person, a reporter, or a politician, or a business owner that just happened to be being interviewed, complaining that they're showing off too much cleavage. Like you understand that women have breasts, right? You understand that. Yeah, and they're what not the easy fuck to are they hide. supposed to do with them? Look, other than, I mean, they're there. There's nothing they can do. And this woman, what, Corey's her name. She wasn't doing anything wrong. She had it wasn't a big, deep, plunging neckline like this guy compared it to. It was a V-neck. Who cares? Yeah, I don't understand why people get worked up about what other people are wearing. Yeah, and you you know what? It's one of those scenarios too. It doesn't matter. Like you're damned if you do do something. You're damned if you don't. There's been women attacked because oh you, you dress so funny. Like try wearing something a little more modern. You know you're not showing enough skin. You're showing too much skin. That color's not right for you. What have you done to your hair? People are so hung up, and you're right. It's especially it especially seems to be about women, and not to say that men don't get it too, because I know they do. Especially when a guy kind of lets his hair go a little bit and decides to try out the gray. I'm sure he gets comment comments too. Maybe even from guys more than girls. I'm not sure, but with women, they seem to get it from both women and men, both sides about what they're wearing. You should would do this. You should do that. The bottom line is, I'm really happy to see that in this particular case check news was obviously on her side 100% had her back on this and called out the troll for being just that a troll and there's a lot of them out there you have to dress the way that you want to dress and just make sure that you're comfortable with yourself when you're doing a job like that and make sure that you're happy with what you look like and not worry about any of those other fuckers you know I mean it was uh Michelle Rempel uh, oh, she's married now, and I don't know her new last name. I'm sorry. But Michelle Rempel, I think everybody knows who it is, a Calgary MP. Uh, and Christian uh, Freeland was criticized for this. People that criticized them for showing their shoulders in the House of Commons. Yeah. Listen, you knuckle-dragging cavemen. 
what year do you think this is? There's nothing wrong with that. It's so stupid, Scott. I, I remember one of those stories that you, I, I believe it's one of the stories you mentioned, like, this dress is too short to be wearing at Parliament. And Have some I respect. swear to God, it wasn't. Like, it was to her knees. Give me a freaking break. Just get, like, I, you know what? It, what are you doing with your life? I, I need to know details about these people. You will go out of your way to do that, thinking what? What do you think is the, uh, the outcome is going to be? That she's going to read it and go, oh, you're right, turtlenecks from here on out, turtleneck nation. Like, no, okay? Just shut the fuck up. Listen to the news if you need to listen to the news. And if you have that much trouble focusing, well, that's your fucking problem. That's a you problem. That's not a her problem. No, you're absolutely right, Kat. Listen, just... In the same way you were taught in kindergarten to keep your hands to yourself, keep your comments to yourself. Keep your comments to yourself. And you know what? If you're that bothered by the amount of cleavage that the girl on TV is showing, ask yourself why that bothers you. Maybe the problem isn't them. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should go and talk to somebody about that and ask them, why do I get so bothered when I see an attractive woman on television? Yeah. What What is it about that that triggers something in me that makes me want to open up my computer and research what their email address is and send them comparables and a nasty note? What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's really, really disgusting that we haven't moved past that point. Very, very frustrating. Um, let's talk about OnlyFans Only for a second. OnlyFans! Okay. Uh, do you want me to take this on here? Yeah, this is the puppy, right? (laughs) It's a sexy dog. So, okay, does everyone know who what OnlyFans is? I don't know that everybody does. I'm not sure everybody does. So, in short, and and I I probably am missing some detail here, but in short, OnlyFans is a place that you can go and create your own account and basically become... Not even necessarily a porn star. Most people use it for that. So there's been a lot of independent porn stars, independent porn stars. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But who, because of COVID, right? Sets were Mm -hmm. like no more porn sets. We have to shut everything down. You're doing, you're basically doing yourself on camera and you used to put it on your Twitter feeds or you put it on your websites, but you didn't make money off of it. Really? What a shame. You You also ran the risk of losing your account because it violates community standards in a lot of social media platforms. Sure. Except for Twitter. It seems there's no standards there. But anyway, so you can do all of that stuff, but you're not going to make that much money because the way you made your money was porno and the expos, right? There's a lot of sex expos you go to. You make some good cash there. All of that was canceled. That's when OnlyFans, which was around a little bit before that, but really started to escalate. So what they did was OnlyFans is a website. Anyone listening right now, you, me, everybody listening can create an OnlyFans page. What you put on that OnlyFans page is completely up to you, but you need to get subscribers, right? Your hope is to get subscribers to pay money to see these images or video or listen to the audio of it, whatever it is. So porn stars were like, fuck right, because now I have a place to go to where I am my own boss. I will post this video with my friend. We're going to go in on it together. We're a couple of porn stars. We're going to do this on camera. We're going to split the money or I'm going to do myself and I'm going to make money and you have to be subscribed to my OnlyFans in order to see this. And I don't know the the insides of it all, if you will, where like how it really works once you're in there, how you can't duplicate the videos. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they have some safeguards in place, but that's the gist of OnlyFans. So there's a woman. (laughs) Her name is Jenna. And Jenna was actually working as an optician. Or starting a career there. She had just begun her career, not making a ton of money. She started to post what she calls vanilla content on OnlyFans. Her content specifically 
is a very specific type of fetish that it turns out is quite lucrative. She dresses up like a puppy. And that is quite... That's a thing? It's quite literally all there is to it. In some videos, she is not even necessarily... Not nude. I don't think she gets fully nude ever, Scott. She wears a tail, though. She'll wear puppy ears. She'll crawl along her house. She'll lick water from a bowl. She'll post little, I don't know, I guess sexy kind of videos of her laying on a bed, all dressed like a puppy. She makes Scott... She quit, by the way. She quit. She doesn't want to be an optician anymore. She quit. I don't blame her. She makes $10,000 a month to dress like a sexy dog. She has thousands of subscribers doing you-know-what, watching these videos of her dressed as a puppy. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable, right? She also has a ton of TikTok followers where she posts some content, but the point of OnlyFans is to make money. So usually what you'll do is on your open social media accounts, like your TikToks and your Instagram, you'll post a tease and you'll say, join OnlyFans to see more. So that's basically what she did. What she did. On scottandcat.ca, you can see kind of one of the teasers, if that interests you at all. I, there's something for everyone, I guess. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. I don't know who, who who finds it sexy. And by all means, she's a, she's not, she's a good looking girl. Yeah, I I guess. But dressing up like a puppy and like, she'll do the whole pant thing. She'll, she'll like scratch at her ear. It's fucking weird, man. There's, yeah, I I don't even want to judge. I don't even, because I don't know what it's like to be sexually attracted to a woman dressed in a puppy costume, but I mean, I I know what I like, and I think it's fairly straight up normal shit, but some people are into weird things, and as long as what you're into is legal, then I guess it's not really my place to criticize, and if you want to spend your money on it, fine, but what I will say about OnlyFans is it seems like... The reason it is as popular as it is, and there's so many guys that are willing to slap down their credit card and pay, I don't know, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is to be a, a follower of, of whoever the, is dressing up like a puppy. I think the reason it's as popular as it is is because there's an opportunity to have a bit of interaction with the person. Right. You can comment, and they'll actually reply in some cases. Right. You can send DMs. You can in send fact, requests. You can send requests. You mm-hmm. can even send tips, i.e., hey, uh, dressing like a puppy, if you would dress like a tiger tomorrow, I'll tip you 100 bucks. Right. right. That sort of thing. Yep. And, and you can watch all the porn you want on Pornhub, but there's no real connection with that person other than watching them perform a sex act. This is a little more intimate, and it's kind of a good business model. It pisses me off that I didn't think of it sooner. Hey, yeah, like, I do think it's a good business model. I think it makes sense and by the way i did mention off the top it's not all for porno that's not all it's for that's what most i think it's their clientele is mostly male mostly male i would say it's kind of like a porn hub in that way and they are mostly looking for porn but i'll give you an example of non-porn cardi b has a OnlyFans page cardi b will post things that she won't post on her instagram i.e she did a whole video where she's not wearing makeup and she shows you whatever stretch marks or something like that but she puts those things on her only that's a popular fetish too by the way she doesn't need the money and she's open to doing it i think she i i personally think there's a little bit more to it i think OnlyFans is putting up some celebrities to doing it saying can you just do it don't have to post anything sexual post whatever you want that you think would be unique for your audience because why the fuck not 
Like, sure. why Why not? So I think that might be an endorsement situation. But celebrities are starting to join for that reason, saying, go ahead and check out my OnlyFans. It's not all porn. But, I, again, the majority of people are going on there to get at those fetishes that they find maybe hard to search for online or they just like one particular porn star and they're obsessed with them, so they'll join their page. I mean, sure, it's different scenarios for everybody, but yeah, that's the latest. It's a sexy dog. And I just want to give this quote to end this off because this is her quote exactly when people were asking her about quitting her job. She says, quote, I've always acted like a puppy, but not in a sexual way at first. I used to pretend I was a puppy growing up. Looking back on it now, it's kind of always been there. I just didn't know there was a scene for it. I thought it was just my personality. Imagine being the parents of that girl. Going, wow. I remember when you used to pretend to be a puppy. Now look at you. Holy shit. Fuck, right? That's messed up. It is messed up. Uh, I'll just mention this quickly, and then I promise you we'll do the divorce story. Canada's election watchdog says before the 2019 federal election, this is last October, Former finance minister Bill Morneau pumped up two prospective liberal candidates who were attending separate events that he headlined as finance minister. Yves Cote says Morneau broke a section of the Elections Act that prohibits anyone but individuals from donating to political parties. Cote also noted that ministers are not to use taxpayer funds for partisan gain. There's speculation that Morneau knew he was going to be found guilty of this, and that was a contributing factor in his resignation. I think I've been very clear that I think he's a slimy piece of shit, and this is just more evidence. He would have, had he not resigned already, been found guilty again. We have the Minister of Procurement. I believe it's Anita Anand. I apologize if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right here. Uh, MP for Oakville directly benefited she won the election with the help of bill morneau who did it breaking the elections act he was found guilty again again i can't even anymore with this government cat i mean i know he's resigned and and maybe there's some people who think oh, okay well he stepped down he did the right thing yeah if it you still bothers down, you what happened before it still bothers yeah. me we better when parliament resumes and they do that damn throne speech we better get right back into those committees and finish the damn we investigation. Right. And by the way, and they did make headlines again yesterday because they say they will still, they say, this is just based on what they say, they say um, it could take up to a year to actually wind down, but they will still release their documents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Sure. No problem. Now you guys are pulling a flyer. You're getting out of the country as quickly as possible. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't believe we're going to get everything. What was handed over by the government was so redacted and blacked out. It doesn't even make sense in a lot of cases. You have no context because they redacted so much. It's very frustrating. Okay, let's get to this one because this is the one that's got everybody talking. And how's our time here, by the way? Are we going long? We are going long today. You know what? We'll just let it happen. Ontario's top court. This is the Ontario Appellate Court has upheld a lower court's ruling that ordered a Toronto businessman to pay spousal support to his ex-girlfriend, even though they were not married, they did not live together, and they had no kids together. To be considered spouses, the law requires three years of cohabitation. In this case, I'm reading this story, by the way, right from the Canadian press. 
the Ontario Court of Appeal says the two were spouses because they did share a roof on vacations. They also acted as a couple during their 14-year relationship. Hmm. They got together in 2001. They broke up in May 2015. So the lower court ordered this guy to pay $53,000 a month indefinitely. The appellate court said that wasn't right. So much no, money. No, you're going to pay 53000 a month, but it'll only be for 10 years. That's a lot of money. Oh, and obviously this guy's loaded. We know that. Um, you can look up the names and, and stuff. They are out there. I feel, I feel bad for him. That's actually my first reaction is I do feel bad. And, and I asked a lot of questions when I first saw it. I thought, okay, well, there's always more to a story, right? You hear these headlines, and I don't like to judge until I hear more. Maybe, you know, he, uh, she had begged, like, let's be husband and wife. Why aren't you letting me be husband and wife with you? Let's, let's build this life together. And he kept shutting her out, shutting her out. But she was there, and she supported him and stuff like that. Not the case, though, it seems. No. Um, apparently, she turned down his, according to him, I guess, she turned down proposals from him. He wanted to do things a certain way, and she didn't. And now he's getting screwed. It, you think he is getting screwed? I do think he's getting Yes, absolutely. I do think he's getting screwed. There's people who believe that because he got her that uh, got her used to that lifestyle. Right. Because uh, I'll, I'll read you another quote here uh, from this story that I'm reading now. Throughout their relationship, the two kept separate bank accounts and never owned property in common. Nevertheless, he gave her thousands of dollars every month on a credit card. He paid off her mortgage and showered her with expensive gifts. He provided her and her children with a lavish lifestyle, the court found. And because of that, now that they're broken up, he has an obligation to keep doing that? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Like that lifestyle thing that doesn't that scare men? Like, aren't there especially men and men get screwed over by this system way more than women. I, I know that. Doesn't that make you nervous if you're a man really looking for love and you're in a longer term relationship that that could be the outcome of it, that you don't even get to be married to that person, live with that person. But because you set them up for this kind of lifestyle That means that they deserve that lifestyle going forward without you, even though you didn't commit to that person wholly. Like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy to me. Like, do we need to sign prenups just to be in relationships now? Do we need to start doing prenups going into a relationship those first few months, maybe before you go on a vacation or go to a cottage together? Because that was part of how the court ruled that they were spouses well, is, I guess, th- uh, she had spent the night at his place or he would spend the night at her place, even though they each had their own places and all their stuff was at their own places. They vacationed together in Florida and they would occasionally go to his cottage. That was enough okay. to declare them wow. a couple. Isn't that amazing? I, <laughs> in a bad way. Like, I, I, I don't even, it leaves me speechless that this is actually happening and I do totally feel bad for the guy. And if anything... I do think that the whole system, the whole divorce system that we have, and I I would say in this country, because a lot of people are making a comment about this country, so I'm not sure how they do it in other countries. I'm not sure if it's worse, if we're worse than others. I really don't know. We are. Comparables. Are we? I believe we are. Who's taking a look at this? Who's going to be the one... Where do we go here? Like, who do we do? Who do we have to take a look at this and go, this is really fucked up and admit that it's fucked up? Because I feel like everybody or at least 90 percent of the population that isn't benefiting from it, clearly, 
thinks it's a fucked up system and a way of doing things. When are we going to clean that up? The only way that someone should make that much money from a split alone is if they gave up their entire career and their being to look after children of theirs. You know what I mean? That's the only way I see that being a thing. Otherwise, and especially in this case, I, I'm, like, I'm blown away. I don't understand how this was the conclusion that this judge came to. I really they, don't. They met in October 2001. At the time, she was a 38-year-old woman who was separated and had two children. He was 46 years old and divorced with three children. He, so this guy, when they got together, and they were together for 14 years. There's some, some history there. He paid off her mortgage for her. Like, that's a life-changing wow. Wow. thing to happen. For someone that you're dating to say, you know what? I do pretty well in life. I want to make sure you don't have to stress anymore, so I'm going to pay off your mortgage. And this guy wasn't paying off her mortgage because it's half his. He did it to take the pressure off of her. He, when they went on vacation or he went on vacation with his three kids, yeah, he wanted to bring his girlfriend. He would bring her two kids along with them. Wow. They lived a great lifestyle because of him. But sometimes relationships don't work out for whatever reason. In this case, he had proposed to her. She said no because he kept bringing out marital contracts. He was thinking that he doesn't want to get screwed if things go south. He'd already been divorced once. So he wanted Uh, her to sign like a prenuptial agreement. She wouldn't do it. And he still got screwed. How do you trust again? Even though he never lived with her, they were never married, and they never had kids together. How how do you trust again? Do you trust again, being that guy? Well, like, would you ever be able to ha- have trust in a relationship? You make people sign things just to go on a first date. You, you know what, Kat? I mean, we live in a pretty litigious society, and it's starting to come down to that. I really think that this set a very dangerous precedent. And let me flip this around, because there's a lot of... Maybe there is people out there listening to this podcast that are thinking to themselves... Yeah, she deserves it. She got used to the lifestyle. And even though they weren't married or even though they didn't live together, she should be able to continue having that lifestyle. First and foremost, I think it should not matter what the dollar amount is. It shouldn't matter that this guy's paying $53,000 a month to support her or if he's paying $10 a month. It sounds to me like she has means. And if she has means, I don't know why she wants to rely on somebody else. Go out. Earn your own living. You had a good relationship and a fun time for 14 years. It didn't work out. Okay, move on. You had a great time for those 14 years. Move on. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, this guy is paying a lot of money for having had a girlfriend. And it's a hard thing to swallow. Some people call this woman a gold digger. I think you can definitely make a case for that. Some people say she's entitled to the money, but let's flip it around and bring it back to regular everyday run of the mill terms here, how it would affect all of us that don't have the money to pay someone $53,000 a month. Well, I mean, it's all relevant to what you make. I think everyone knows that if it works this way, then in theory, it has to work in reverse. Let's say ladies, you're single. You start dating a guy. This guy has got an okay job, so he goes out and buys a nice car. Maybe he buys a Mercedes. And he's got a credit card, and you guys do stuff. When you go out on dates, he spends money on his credit card. But let's say he's not very good with money. You guys eventually break up. Find out, oh boy, 
Uh, you really couldn't afford that car, and you put a lot of money on that credit card. You've got yourself a lot of debt. Good luck with that. Uh-uh. He can come back after you and say, well, I mean, we vacationed together. She spent time at the cottage with me. We acted as a couple when we were out. Does that mean you're responsible for half of his debt? Is that what that means? No, I He was the one who had the car and the credit cards, and you're partially responsible. Because that's what I take from this, is that if he's got an obligation to support her, then it works in reverse, too. Mm -hmm. If you're a couple, when that relationship ends, and the court says that your spouses, I have to assume you would also be on the hook for part of their debt. I know there's family lawyers that listen to this podcast regularly. In fact, I converse with them all the time. In fact, I got to tell you, my divorce lawyer started listening to the podcast. <laughs> She's great. I'm okay. sure I'll have some good conversations with her about this uh, case. For sure. I'm sure this will even blow your lawyer away. Most divorce lawyers are going, wait, what? Uh, people were texting. Like, people are messaging me on my Facebook as I posted this story this morning going, Can, is the name of the lawyer in here? Because I need this lawyer. Yeah. Oh, believe believe me, Kat, I I think it's bizarre. I think it set a very, very, very dangerous precedent. And if anything, with the amount of relationships that are going south, they should make it easier to get out of a relationship, not harder. And now every relationship, I I think you just assume that, well, I mean, I dated the person, but we didn't live together. We didn't have kids together. We weren't married. You can just break up and that's the end of it. You shouldn't have to worry and look over your shoulder that 10 years from now, once that person's doing pretty well in life, uh, you can go, they can, or once you're doing pretty well in life, that person can come back after you and say, well, you know, we were kind of spouses based on this decision and, you know, I need some money and you have some now, so pay up. Nobody should have to worry about that. No, it's a different thing if you get into a cohabitation situation. It's different if you get married. It's different if you have kids or yeah. own uh, assets together. Yeah. But yeah. just a regular run-of-the-bill relationship, that doesn't sound right to me. And and I think that this is going to create a lot of problems down the line. Uh, there's a lot of guys who say they joke about it, but I think they're half serious. I'm not going to have sex with any more women unless they sign a consent agreement. I consent to having sex with you because they don't want to be wrongfully accused of doing something wrong. Maybe you should have to get into a dating relationship agreement. Maybe Sheldon and Amy on the Big Bang Theory were on to something. Maybe yeah. you need a relationship agreement before you even go out with somebody now. Well, look, and especially when you're a rich individual, like I think that is how it, it's going to have to go is when you're a rich individual, if you're about to start dating, you're going to have to just say, look, any potential suitors, if you will, you're going to have to say, look, I've seen people get fucked. And it has nothing to do with you before we start dating. So you really know it has nothing to do with you. But I'm going to need you to sign this and say that when I do take you out on vacations, when I do take you to these fine restaurants, when I do purchase you gifts, which I hope to be able to do if we continue this relationship forward, you're not going to try to come back and fuck me over later. And people, some people will, will run away because of that. But the right people who really like you should stick around and sign it, I think. I think. I don't know. I wouldn't be in that first-person scenario. But if that's the only fair way to do it, fine. But it shouldn't be. And that's the point that I think a lot of people are trying to make here is this should not be the way it is. When you get a divorce, it sucks. It really does. The amount I've said it before, the amount of paperwork you have to do, the amount of headaches, the amount of disclosure that you have to give up, it's very, very invasive. And for this, this just adds a whole other layer. The divorce courts, they might as well open up 20 more of them here in Ontario because if you can start going after somebody that you didn't even know you were spouses with, 
That's going to open up a whole can of worms. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, don't think for a second that this would even be happening if he didn't have money. Because I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have wasted her time going to court if he didn't have money. This has to be, in my estimation, because he's loaded. And that's not right. You shouldn't be able to go after somebody for their money after the fact uh, when under these circumstances anyway. So I wasn't there. I have to assume that the lawyers put up very compelling arguments and the judge was persuaded. Maybe there was. No, I can't even imagine that there's much case law there to go with it. I, I, I don't know how they convinced the judges of this, but it was two different judges. It was the regular court and the appeals court. So there must be something there. Mm hmm. I just disagree with it. I know. That's why I feel like there must have been so much more to the story. I mean, maybe what we don't know is there's some kind of a personal vendetta. Like, that's the only other thing I thought of, Scott, is there's some kind of a personal connection to this particular businessman and either the court system or something. Something is up because it and, and if there's not, then, yeah, we have a definite, definite problem. But I feel like there's there's more to it that we that isn't public knowledge. I, I'm not sure. That's my only logical ish conclusion to this. I, I don't know. Maybe he was very, a really pr- maybe he's a really big prick to somebody that's very high up and has a lot of power that said nope fuck him over please who knows right powerful people no powerful people I got to look up all the girls that I've dated in the past and see which ones of them are doing pretty well, well in life. They're coming at you. Yeah. They're coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have gone so long in here so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read this headline and I have one comment to make on it and I'm sure you do too. Okay. And I'll just read the headline because it's all you need to know. Louis Vuitton is releasing a new face shield. It will cost you $1,000 US. Oh, suck a dick, yeah. Louis. Louis Vuitton, fuck off. Okay, yep. that's it. That's all there is to that. So you can fuck off. There's no face shield worth $1,000. That's fuck ridiculous. Right off. Stupid. Thank you. That's and all that I have that. to say about that. I that's stupid. <laughs> suck a dick and fuck off. Fuck off, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you can join this conversation anytime. DM us at Scott Fox on Air or at Cat on Air on Instagram. That's Cat with a K. Uh, hit scottandcat.ca to read about all these stories that we've talked about today and more. And have yourself a great weekend, everybody. Yeah. We got violently thrust into fall. Summer just decided it's packing its shit and leaving. You'll never see us again. Didn't even leave a number. Summer's gone. It appears we've gone right to fall. It's chilly outside, but enjoy the the cooler temperatures if you're one of those people who hates the heat. This is your time of year. Yeah, it really is. It's it's okay during the day for me. I miss the summer nights, though, already. But yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy your uh, tall boots and your pumpkin spice, you fuckers. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.